Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus, and time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? This week, I'm going to mix it up, and I'm going to go anti-Festivus. A, because Festivus is actually over, the technical holiday. True. Um, but I think, honestly, on, on a serious note, um, I would like to thank all of the listeners, watchers, streamers uh, for tuning in this season to us. Uh, the three of us love doing the show. Uh, actually, not only just this season for the streaming, but even the offseason. We did a lot of shows on Monday nights uh, over the offseason as well. Um, so we thank you for for watching, tuning in, sending in questions, asking us, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and of course, I appreciate both of you and Sal as well behind the glass. Um, so that's all I wanted to say. You know, we uh, I, I'm thrilled that that the season has come to an end. Um, but thank you all for tuning in and uh, taking part in our in our streaming show. I love that's my favorite festivus. That's my favorite festivus, Jen. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. So one more time for this season. Let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my excellent co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I uh, got a little bit of the sniffles going on this Aww. week. Just with the the cold front that came through, what was it, the winter squall or whatever? I don't like, know. It was everywhere, super, though. <laughs> yeah, super official uh, weather term that's come in over the past week. But other than that, doing okay. I got to spend time with my family. Uh, happy holidays to everybody uh, that, you know, for those that celebrate and hope everybody at least had a good break and weren't able to super tilt over their fantasy teams. But other than that, uh, it was, it was a good weekend. So for sure. And like, I totally agree with Jen's sentiments over the fact that we do appreciate everybody for tuning in. It's been uh, this from our own John Daigle, the longest season ever. And it definitely has felt that way, but we couldn't be, we wouldn't be doing this without folks listening and asking questions and, and all that. So, uh, very appreciative for for that. So, uh, but no, Jen, how are you doing? I'm well. Um, I survived the winter squall uh, as well. Uh, my furnace did not. Um, that was Ooh. fun. Um, having to have someone come out on Christmas Eve, Saturday, oh my uh, to come fix our furnace. However, uh, I was petrified for what uh, was going to go down as far as price, and he did not charge us for fixing our furnace. Which are you serious? Uh, oh. Yeah, he was just like happy holidays. It was insane. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah, that's amazing. It was, it was. I mean, I was petrified. I'm like, he can charge whatever this dude wants because it's right. a Saturday and it's Christmas Eve, and it could be. A hundred bucks. It could be a thousand bucks. I have no idea what's going to come down. And he did That's, not charge us. Wow. Um, I tried to give him like food and drink on his way out and he didn't take any of it. Did, Twizzler, did Twizzler do some flirting? Is that what happened? Um, no, Twizzler was cold. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Our furnace did not work for, it was about almost 24 hours. Um, and it got down to about 54 in here. So it was not fun. Uh, for a day twizzler was underneath a blankie because you know we take, care, we take care of him more than us but yeah. no otherwise good good holiday uh you know like i said happy to be winding down the season brandon love it you're in your tua jersey um there's a lot of tua hate out there i love that you're you're still you're still in that jersey Look, you know what? I just want him to be healthy. That poor kid. I just, I hope he's okay. I hope yeah. everything goes good. Even if like he needs to retire, I just hope he's okay. That's all it is. I just, that's three nasty concussions in one year, it seems like. And that's, that's too much for anybody. So go to, uh, go Dolphins. Be healthy, buddy. Hope, hope everything is nice. Um, 
Yeah, uh, we've got a couple questions. I'm going to do this before we get into our streaming episode real quick. Uh, Sal is behind the scenes just crushing answering these. But I wanted to talk about uh, Craig and his third straight championship. Congratulations, Craig. wanted to talk about Isaiah Pacheco, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and Najee Harris has to start three of those. Uh, depth is all fun and games until you have to pick three of those guys, isn't it? Um, for me, I'm on the Walker, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris in a PPR side. And I probably dropped Najee for Jamal Williams in a standard um, non-PPR league. But uh, where do you two stand? Uh, let's start with you, Jen. Well, um, considering I actually just wrote Jamal uh, up in my dead weight report this morning. So oh. I, I advise people to drop him this week. But I mean, uh, listen, in week 17, it all depends on your roster and what you have going on. And that's just, you know, that's a standard blanket statement there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't hate uh, what you have going on there. I think what you said is pretty pretty good um i don't think you can really go wrong with with any of those guys i mean i probably wouldn't start pacheco uh out of those but i think the rest of them are a possibility walker against the jets is not ideal either so yeah like you said probably uh yeah exactly what you said yeah chris any uh any thoughts i don't know you could talk me into pacheco uh the only reason i'm saying that is because i know that Jarek mckinnon has been getting into the box like on the uh, the touchdowns for the like passing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns rather. But I think Pacheco has still held the majority of the touch share like over the past few weeks. And after watching the Broncos just implode <laughs> last true. week and thinking that what we saw Akers get into the box, was it three times, uh, three touchdowns against yeah. Denver this past weekend? Not to say that Patrick Mahomes won't take care of business and get things done through the air. But there is a rush, rushing touchdown like in the cards for somebody like in that Kansas City backfield. With the touch count that he's had, Pacheco could do it. But I'm, I'm with you guys, though. I do think that Walker, Aaron Jones, and Najee for sure. But you could talk me into Pacheco with all the chaos and drama surrounding the Broncos right now. Excellent. It makes sense to me. Yeah, so tough decisions here. Uh, I, I Sorry if we uh, <laughs> made them more confusing for you, but uh, but good options all around, I think. Hi, Charlie the Bacon Guy, by the way. Thank you for joining us. It's good to hear from you, uh, our friend Charlie the Bacon Guy. As a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode. Uh, we emphasize hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. Uh, how'd we do last week? Uh, sleeper streamer of the week, Brock Purdy. 13th. That's pretty good, Chris. I like that. Brock Purdy, 13th. Uh, Zachary Zach didn't do well. He was 23rd. But Tyler Huntley tied for 18th and Kenny Pickett 15th. Those are very much streaming quality numbers. I I, I think overall a good week for you, Chris. Uh, tight ends were kind of a waste as usual, but Noah Fant did finish tied for 12th. <laughs> I won't bring up uh, Chickaconquo or Juwan Johnson, but Noah Fant tied for 12th. That's very, very solid. Uh, kicker streamers, uh, pretty good once again, Jen. Jason Sanders tied for kicker 12. Uh, Greg Joseph, kicker 10 with a, an impressive game-winning 61-yarder, which was great. Chris Boswell, who you brought up as a, a rare entry, tied for kicker 12th, which is excellent. <laughs> Riley Patterson tied for kicker 3. And then your bonus that uh, that you brought, Ryan Suckup, to kicker 5. So really, if you listened to Jen last week, you did well at kicker. Uh, and then defense did pretty good. I, I liked the Bengals. They were tied for 8th. I thought the Chargers could do well. They were second. And then I thought if you were desperate, the Lions, which would have been a terrible decision. And I hope you didn't have to go with the Lions because they were dead last. Uh, we're going to start with quarterback. Quarterback is uh, our top quarterback is our sleeper streamer of the week. Uh, Chris, which quarterback is your number one sleeper streamer at the quarterback position for week 17? Uh, Minshew Mania is back with us again this season. And 
I would say that for the top two quarterbacks that I have for this week, so check out my article, week 17 article, quarterback streaming on 444.com. And really it's just about vibes. Like I can throw out all the stats, trends, like defensive matchups, like yada, yada, yada. But it's really about like, how do you feel about the quarterback going into this week? Because I would imagine that a lot of fantasy managers, they don't want to like overthink things at this point. It's week 17. You made it to the fantasy championship trying to fiddle with one of the more important positions like on your roster is probably something that you don't want to do. So that's why I focused in on the two main guys that most folks are going to be looking at this week and Gardner Minshew being up at the top and then Brock Purdy right behind him. And I would say that this is where this for Minshew specifically, this is where fantasy and real football kind of that they, 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 uh, they, they diverge a little bit. Because Minshew responsible for what three, four turnovers? If you want to count like the you know the muffed handoff it, between it was like, a roller coaster. It was yeah, definitely a roller it was coaster. definitely a roller coaster. And I think we kind of knew that going in, especially against like the Cowboys defense, which has been volatile, up and down. However you want to characterize them, it was going to be a tough outing for Minshew in his first start without Jalen Hurts. So I get that, but even still, with all the turnovers. Uh, you know, Quez Watkins not fighting from the ball when he should have, which probably caused like one of his interceptions, which I'll never forgive Quez for that. You know, I know him personally, just kidding. <laughs> but still, like Minshew, he was like top six, like uh, in EPA per play and also and completion percentage over over expected. So that's that's still efficient. That's good for a quarterback. So if I can think about him still being an efficient quarterback with the pass catchers he's attached to, you know, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith getting in the box a couple of times, Dallas Goddard looking fairly solid in his return from injury. If all those pieces are still connected to him, Lane Johnson's injury aside, which is another thing that the Eagles have to deal with, I can think that Minshew will still be a viable option. I mean, he had like 10.7 air yards per attempt, which is solid for a quarterback. And again, going up against uh, New Orleans, 21st in adjusted fantasy points allowed, like to the quarterback position. And thinking about like just week 17, like motivation, it's not like these are teams that are trying to shut things down at this point. I would say that the Saints don't have much to play for, but the Eagles do. I mean, not just the fact that they're still trying to lock up the NFC, but don't they also have like they own like the uh, the Saints pick right after the the trade for Chris Olave? So if, like the winning for them actually pushes and moves them like farther up in the draft order for next year. So it's like a double double win for them if they wind up winning like this next game. So overall, I do think that. Minshew is probably one of your best options for the week, given the pass catch he's connected to, and the fact that if you dive into a little bit of the like the game film itself and how things turned out for Minshew, is actually pretty good and his and his uh, debut as a starter. Excellent, excellent. Also, uh, Minshew a free agent, so even if the Eagles weren't playing for something, Gardner Minshew would be playing for something because I think he oh, fancies yeah. himself a potential starter somewhere next year. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, don't forget, listeners, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners, Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. Sleeper has it for you. It's easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app, join or start a league today, and pick up Gardner Minshew as our Sleeper Streamer of the Week. So. Chris, I'm sure you've got more quarterbacks, but first I want to quickly discuss uh, Hassan Haskins as a top 24 RB in PPR if Henry sits. We have him ranked at RB 33 without Henry is what Sal says. But uh, Jen, do you think that's baked into like the uncertainty? Like, do you think that that's going to go up if Henry's definitely out? Uh, I would say it would probably go up a little. I mean, Dallas is, is you know, pretty decent against the run. I'm looking real quick. They're 10th, so I mean... It's not the best, best matchup there. 
Uh, but I would assume, you know, he may he may creep into into RB two territory uh, if if it's a definitive start there for him. Sure, sure. I uh, I we'll we'll see as the week progresses on. We'll we'll see here. I would have a backup plan ready for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Minshew, uh, Fields Burrow. That's the overthinking stuff you were talking about, right? You Fields exactly. and Burrow easily over Minshew, right? Yeah, I would say okay. for for sure. Like Burrow, without much question. I know that. Losing Lal Collins like for the for the season is is a huge bummer. Uh, I know there's now been some chat about like Andrew Withworth like possibly coming out of retirement to fill the hole or something <laughs> along those lines. I don't think that's happening. Either way, I do think that uh, the Bills will certainly make things tough for them on Monday night. But I would still keep Burrow well ahead of those guys at this point. Traditionally, not a good, uh, n- not usually a good result when they bring an offensive lineman out of retirement to for the playoffs. Like it's not like Dikembe Mutombo when he used to show up in Houston. Every right? Yeah, April, it you know just what I mean? sounds good in theory. That yeah, uh, I, I get the I get the allure, but <laughs> I think there has to be a little bit more. Uh, I don't know thought put into who's going to replace such a guy like Collins. Probably not a good plan. Uh, so, Chris, I know you've got some more quarterbacks for us. Where else can we look if we can't get Gardner Minshew? Because a lot a lot of uh, fantasy managers probably picked him up last week. That's true. Uh, Brock Purdy, if he's still out there, I uh, still saw him in like less than half of, half of the leagues at, at this point. I mean, Purdy, again, it's about vibes. Last week, we saw him sacked multiple times through his first interception. So folks might think that, oh, he's got the, the tape is out there on Brock Purdy. Teams, defenses now know how to scheme against them. Something along those lines. The fact that the magic is fading. The Shanahan magic is fading. Well, not really the case. That the interception they threw, I mean, that was a the gift-wrapped interception, which Juwan Jennings like popped the ball up into the air, and then the defender, the commander's defender caught it. Uh, one of his sacks was just, I mean, it was a corner blitz. Purdy couldn't wiggle his way out of it. They even knew, like, if you watch the play call, I mean, Purdy knew that the blitz was coming, just the defender made a good play. So I do think there's still a chance like for Purdy to continue to be as efficient as he has been. I don't expect George Kittle to continue to rack up like two touchdowns like per game <laughs> as he has so far. I'm hoping that some of the other pass catchers get involved. But either way, going up against the the Raiders right now, I mean, the Raiders right now, I mean, they are like 28th in dropback success rate over the past few weeks. And when they've played functional offenses, let's think about like the past few offenses that they've played. It's been Mac Jones has been Baker Mayfield, I think, in his very first start uh, or second start. I mean, those guys, I mean, even Kenny Pickett, like uh, he was playing like just this past week, Kenny Pickett, like in the cold. I mean, I don't want to count those as offenses or at least like similar guys that you wouldn't want to compare to for this week. Whereas when they play Justin Herbert, top 12, Geno Smith, you know, QB1 results, like those sorts of things. And with the way Purdy's playing, he has been in the top 12 discussion over the past couple of weeks. So going up against like the Raiders, I do think he still has that potential for week 17. I I love watching Brock pretty watch his eyes. Like if, if you get it, watch the eye discipline and eye movement that he has, he looks off defenders as a rookie. Like you just don't see that. Mechanics are solid. Like for, for a seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant type of guy, he has been, I would say for, to his credit, his development, like behind, I mean, behind Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and then, like, then you get to him. But then also, I mean, credit to the coaching staff for making sure Certainly. that their third string quarterback, not even like their, you know, their backups backup is prepared enough to put them in a spot that they're at right now in the AFC playoffs. I love, I love that gutsy stuff. So you mentioned George Kittle is crushing it and absolutely is. Jen, I'm curious what you think about Brandon Ayuk because he hasn't been great with Brock Purdy under. He's still there. 
but you, you, we kind of expected an amp up in targets with Debo Samuel. That hasn't really happened. Uh, we kind of got used to Brandon Ayuk being a fringe wide receiver too. Is that done or do you trust him in week 17? I think he's actually better. Th- I mean, last week he had, he had seven targets last week and he put, he, yeah, he put up double digit fantasy points. So, I mean, it wasn't like this huge uptick that we expected when Debo went out, but he's still manageable and he's still or serviceable, I should say, um, as you know, a wide receiver two slash three. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, is Debo, I feel like I've seen things of him maybe coming back this week, but probably he may. Not, yeah. Right? He may start practicing Possibly, this week. Yeah. He's still I, limited right now. I mean, though, he so shouldn't, like, yeah. they should, they should save him. But, should. but yeah, <laughs> I think, I think if you're in a position that uh, you need Debo, then I mean, Ayuk, uh, then yeah. I mean, I was down on him a couple weeks ago, but uh, last week he kind of bounced back. Like I said, he had seven targets. So, um, you know, I, I'd see him as a, as a, as a low end wide receiver two slash three. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Chris, let's go to your next guy on the list. Uh, somebody who was disappointing. And then uh, we started to see the production that we saw last year, last week. So tell us what you think about Tyler Huntley. Yeah. So for Huntley, this is more about just the fact that his rushing is up. We, we, you know what you're getting into if you're rostering like a Ravens quarterback right now. I think his two leading target earners for last week were Mark Andrews and Josh Oliver, which are two tight ends. Uh other than that, they've got what Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Devin Duvernay, who's out like on on injured reserve at this point. So from the passing standpoint, we do not care. But his rushing uh, design rushing rate has increased over the past few weeks. So against the Steelers, uh, I would I would think that while we can't expect the same efficiency for Lamar Jackson, if the opportunity is going to be there, we've seen other rushing quarterbacks in the past against the Steelers like wind up having good games. So at the very least, like Huntley should have like a decent floor, like for week 17, if you don't find any better options out on the waiver wire. Excellent. Excellent. I I, I like that. And I'm ruined another free agent to another guy who's got some uh, extra, extra motivation going into it. So let's uh, yep. rapid fire your last two there, Chris. Yeah. These are just more about just it's vibes. Really Mike white Seahawks. We know that the Seahawks have had this, what tackling optional defense, like in the secondary so far. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just completely just ran over them last week, even though the Seahawks had plenty of chances to uh, to keep up with them in that game. Uh, as of right now, I mean, the uh, Seahawks are right now. Um, White has been like league average in passer rating, whereas I mean, the Seahawks have been allowing like above average like passer ratings against them so far. So Mike White with his efficient play, I mean, Garrett Wilson, uh, even t- like the tight end should become involved like in that game too. So I'm in on Mike White. The last one, Mac Jones. This is just all about favorable field position. So with the Tua stuff, let's we'll, we'll set that aside again. Like you were saying earlier, hope he's healthy and hope he's okay. But at the very least, if the Patriots can get enough turnovers or at least limit the My- Miami's offense, give Mac Jones some favorable field position. We saw him taking some more deep shots to Nelson Aguilar, Tyquan Thornton. He hits on a couple of those, which he hit on about half of them last week against the Bengals, which sent me into like a complete tailspin of despair. <laughs> but if he hits on a few more of those and he gets those, it converts those into touchdowns, then that brings Mac Jones into relevancy for week 17. Excellent. Excellent. That makes sense to me. Before we go to Jen with uh, tight ends and kicker, just real quick, Lucas Blakemore, Chris, uh, asks if they should start Josh Jacobs over Christian Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Olave. I, I start Jacobs even in a brutal matchup against mm-hmm. the 49ers over those guys, but I just wanted to know if you had a different opinion. Uh, with the Christian Watson stuff, we would just have to check on his injury status with him missing half the game with the hip. If he was, let's say, if he gets up to a full practice, let's say like by Thursday, Friday, if he gets up to full practice for the end of the week, 
I would start him over over Jacobs potentially, like in a what we think would be a shootout against the Vikings, that divisional rematch. Uh, but other than that, I think Jacobs would probably be the guy for me. Excellent. Makes sense to me. Uh, Jen. Yes. Is it a good week to stream tight end? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that, Brandon, <laughs> before I even start talking. Uh, no, it's not. But, you know, if, if you're in your championship game streaming, then you've obviously done something right. Uh, yeah, it's all darts at this point. But I will go, I will go ahead and give you my darts for the week. Um, tight end one. We're, we're back to Tyler Conklin. Uh, with Mike White, we're, we're, we got a different a different animal here. He's had uh, he averaged six targets a game with Mike White in those three games, so not not awful, right? Um, and you know the the uh, Seattle basically has given up. Let's see, uh, week sixteen uh, last week, Kelsey dropped fourteen point three half PPR points, and then the week before, Kittle dropped twenty three point three. So, you know they're twenty third against the tight end of Seattle. So. You need him. He's there. Uh, he's 27% rostered, so he should uh, be there in most of those leagues. And uh, he's somebody. <laughs> um, so he's yeah, he's the first guy. Uh, second guy on my list is Noah Fant. Uh, he was on there last year and did or last week and did okay. Um, he, they're playing the Jets, so it's I guess at the other side of the ball on that game. He is 24% rostered. You know the Jets used to be a defense to avoid, uh, but in the last few weeks they've been kind to tight ends. Evan Ingram dropped 67 yards in a touchdown last week. And then Dawson Knox um, dropped 41 in a touchdown in, in week 14. So, you know, Tyler Lockett still uh, TBD on whether he's out or not. But Noah Fant is Noah Fant. And he seems to be, you know, at least emerging in that offense uh, as, as the tight end to go to. So he's the second guy there. Um, third guy is actually Jelani Woods. Uh, hey, at, a rookie. Yeah, at the Giants, he's only 2% rostered. Listen, the Colts are a mess, but he is a small bright spot. He had five targets last week from Nick Foles. The Giants are 25th uh, in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. And Kylan Granson is trending toward not, towards not playing again. So, you know, once again, uh, not a fantastic, like solid, confident start Jelani Woods. But if you need him, he could possibly, you know, do okay, get in the end zone, something like that. Um, I've got kind of a, a fourth option here which is uh no name at the moment um patriots insert patriots tight end versus miami both hunter henry and john smith are hurt there's nobody else on their depth chart i one place i saw someone named matthew slater but i don't know if that's real or not um they have to start somebody at the position i don't know who it is yet but miami is dead last against tight end um and adjusted fantasy points allowed this season so um if you want to keep up on it on the week and see who the patriots decide to put in at tight end i know there's a i can't remember his name at the moment but there is a, a, a wide receiver that played tight end at one point so he may be in the mix or this matthew slater guy or nobody but i just threw it out there as an option just based on the matchup alone slater's a long long time special teams gunner for them that's who matthew slater is yeah. in case you wonder. he's a, like a like a pro bowl special teamer kind of steve tasker type of player he's the so. only other name that i could even yeah. find crazy you know, <laughs> i looked at several depth charts and it just ends after john new smith but if they're both out they have to start somebody there right i mean it could just be a blocker but wouldn't um, surprise me wouldn't right, surprise yeah. me at all so i mean you never know so those are the tight ends um like i said you know play at your own risk, but they're, they're, those are the options um, that we have there. Hopefully you have a better one um, heading into this is this game, but I think, listen, I think I found some nuggets for you. It's not the worst. And then there's a couple other options out there. If you read uh, Justin Edwards streaming tight end article on four for four, he's got a couple other names uh, that I did not include in here. 
I really dig that. That Noah Fant call, solid. I yeah. Like that one. Give it. Ju- Justin stuff is always excellent. And uh, and that Pat's tight end situation, I'm definitely picking up Johnny Smith uh, along with Tyler Conklin in a couple leagues. And yeah, I'm going mean, to go with whatever I can. It's <laughs> tough to, I mean, everything I was kind of looking at today, it's, I don't know if Johnny Smith, I mean, I think Henry is definitely not an option, but Johnny Smith, I mean, he left the game too. So I don't know. Yeah, he's he's like a rock solid questionable. Is yeah. Where, Henry's pretty doubtful, but. Right. But, but if Johnny like goes, a, then grab yeah. him because I feel like, I mean, that matchup, you know, is. It, I mean, Miami is dead last against the tight end this season. So, yep, yep. yep. They, they stole the they stole the crown from the Cardinals uh, at some I, point. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's been a thing for years, but I think that's just <laughs> as a salty Dolphins fan. I think that's all it is. Uh, Jen, uh, yes. let's move on from the the barren wasteland that is the tight end position, the the worst position in fantasy football, and let's go to the kicker streamers because this is where uh, I always text you Sunday and thank you for the, the advice that you give me. Uh, it, what kind of a week is it to stream kicker? It's an okay week. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's an okay week. I'd give it, I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10 uh, to stream kickers. It's not fantastic. We've definitely had better weeks, but we've also had worse. So um, there are some gems out there. If you guys need them. Uh, my first one I am giving um, because, and I, and I wrote this in my column as well. Zero respect. So I had to put respect on his name and put him first, and that's Riley Patterson. Nice. Now he's kicker three over the last four weeks. Kicker 15 on the season. Nobody's talking about him. No one cares about him. He's crushing it. I mean, he's had three weeks of double-digit fantasy points. So they, And they're playing Houston. You know, in Houston, they're four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, with a 24-point implied team total. So, And he's only 2% rostered. So chances are he's there. Uh, in your league. And uh, so he's my number one streamer of the week. I was kind of excited. I was like, you know, there's all these other names, but I just feel like uh, he gets no respect. So. And at Houston, I mean. Yeah. I'm putting him up on that little pedestal and they're fighting. I mean, they're, you know, they're in the mix. So he is, uh, yeah, he's my number one streamer. Uh, Second, we have Mason Crosby uh, against Minnesota. He is 3% rostered. He's coming off a 14 point performance uh, last week against the Dolphins. Uh, they're three-point favorites at home against Minnesota. And I think I was looking, I don't think the weather, I think you're just, it's just going to be like normal Green Bay cold, not snow or anything. Um, so I think, you know, you're good there weather-wise. Like I said, three-point favorites. On. Yeah, go, Hold you on. look that while I'm talking. Uh, three-point <laughs> favorites, 25, 25.50 uh, implied team total. So not bad um, there as far as points scored. So, you know, and he's only 3% rostered. So he's out there for 97% of you. Um, when I looked earlier today, it just, you know, um, it looked like it was just going to be like chilly, but not anything crazy. But Chris may come up with something different while I'm talking. Um, the third guy that I'm going to talk about may actually have a weather situation, but um, that's going to be Jake Elliott against New Orleans. Um, I know everyone is sick of me talking about Jake Elliott and I seem to, <laughs> and the thing that's frustrating about Jake Elliott is I seem to pick the wrong weeks. Like he goes off when I, when I, when I say, screw it, I'm not putting him in here. And then the next week, you know, so it's like, no matter what I do, I can't pick him right. However, um, they are seven point home favorites uh, against New Orleans with a 25.5 implied team total. There is rain in the forecast there. Um, So, but wait, New Orleans plays. Oh no. Yeah. They're in Philly. They're at home. Sorry. Rain in the forecast. So, I mean, if that's, if, if it does, if it's like a legit downpour, then maybe you you don't want to start Elliot, but uh, hold on. Yeah. It's probably a good option there. Um, and you know, he's 38% rostered. So he's, you know, he's approaching the streaming cutoff. Um, 
but you know, he's had a decent season despite the fact that he's unfortunately been super inconsistent. He'll get like 14 points and then he'll get three and then he'll get 12 and then he'll get four, you know? And it's like, like I said, I always pick the wrong weeks for him, but I think he's in a good spot this week against the saints. I can't imagine, you know, whether it's Minshew or if some, for some reason they decide to start hurts uh, either way, I think he's fine. Chris, you got an update on weather or no? They play on the first on new year's day. Um, that I don't know. Uh, maybe the first that's is what I've got. Sunday. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they play on the first at one o'clock in Philly. Mm-hmm. Looks clear to me. It'll okay. be cold. Okay. Uh, no, and then what about the Packers? The Packers. I mean, yeah, like 30, the 30 some odd degrees, but, but I mean, yeah, but nothing crazy. Okay. Nothing crazy. Cool. Yeah. I don't even see any, I don't even see any rain for Philly. Oh, well, the uh, the, the Yahoo app that I looked at this morning said rain. early morning rain, but nothing oh, okay. like during the game, unless I got the wrong day. But yeah, if it's the first, it should be good. Cool. Yeah. All right. I got a fourth guy for us today, um, and that is Young Way Koo, who's not normally in the mix. Um, he is 39% rostered, so he's just below the streaming ah. line. Um, you know, listen, I know Atlanta. This game, so Young Way Koo plays Arizona. Two teams that are absolutely struggling. Um, Atlanta is actually favored by four in this matchup um, with a 22.5 implied team total. Yeah. Um, but you know what's even crazier is that Koo is kicker nine on the season. Like, despite the fact that the Falcons, you know, their offense is not good. Somehow, Koo, yeah, Koo is kicker nine on the season. So um, he is, he's, you know, uh, below the streaming line. So he's available. And I think this is a good matchup for him against Arizona. So there's the fourth guy. Uh, I, you know, Start all four at your, uh, at your, you know, convenience or whatever. I love it. I always love the, the, the kicker section. I have, I picked up Riley Patterson last week in one of my leagues that's still going and I'll be sticking with Riley Patterson yeah. this week. Uh, Ricky, Ricky rocks, Mike White or Taysom Hill in Superflex spot. I know Sal already answered that, but I just <laughs> wanted to say, don't get too cute with that. I know Taysom Hill is exciting and wonderful. I'm shocked that Sal didn't recommend Taysom Me Hill too. just as a knee jerk reaction, but, uh, but Mike White, more guaranteed points in that situation. Hill can sure uh, put some stuff up sometimes, but I think that Mike White's a steadier option in, in that case. Uh, probably will throw at least one pick against that Seattle secondary, but I think he'll get in the end zone a couple times too. Uh, Glenn, uh, full PPR, pick two. Leonard Fournette, Zach Moss, Alvin Kamara, Devin Singletary, or James Cook. Uh, that is a slew of options there. I really, really like uh, the idea of Zach Moss in like uh, a grinded out kind of game against the Giants. I think there's going to be a lot of rushing in that one. And then I can't sit Kamara in December. Um, he he got in last week. I think he'll get in again this week, even though it's a, it's a tougher matchup. You could talk me into Singletary and Fournette, but I, I trust the workload more of for Kamara and Moss. Um, Chris, do you want to argue with me? No, no, I think that's fine. I mean, you could probably make the case for Fournette because how many targets did he have uh, just this past week? I, mean, I, I can't could, remember, but he was a legitimate. I'm, he was a I'm legitimate option for, last week. Yeah, ten targets. Yeah, against. I Arizona. vote for Randy Moss. Randy okay. Moss, but put Randy Moss. In <laughs> that's there. my that's Absolutely. my input. Absolutely, Which, I like it. <laughs> yeah, but outside of the yeah, I do like Kamara up front. Uh, Moss, I think is fine, but I would say Fournette in a full point PPR, I'd probably lean towards. He'd be the only one I'd argue for. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have no problem with that at all. That's why I ask, because Chris is a smarter person than I am, uh, really across the board. But I, I have to thank you, Chris. I mostly listened to you uh, for underdog this year, and I ended up in the red this or in the black 
the black. I was about I to say, up, like, oh gosh, yeah, like I, did. I ended up in the black this year. Normally, I don't end up in the black on underdog. I love underdog, and I have oh, fun. Gosh. But I, I usually, I usually end up a little bit in the red. I was in the black this year, and it's mostly from listening to you uh, and TJ Hernandez. I always listen to TJ Hernandez. No, 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 as well. no, no, you can't, you can't throw TJ's name into it. Like, no, just like, just give me the credit. It's and all leave Chris. T- leave TJ out of this. He gets enough credit. All Chris Allen. All Chris yeah. Allen. Um, Thank you. I, I, I let's go to defenses. Uh, it's not a bad week to stream defense. I wouldn't say it's a sterling, amazing. Let's uh, give me all these defenses kind of week. But uh, there's a couple good options there. The Giants versus the Colts. Uh, I like it. The Giants have been inconsistent defensively, but the Colts are without Jonathan Taylor. Nick Foles was a train wreck on Monday night. It sounds like he'll be back to start again. Uh, if he's not, we're looking at the corpse of Matt Ryan or Sam Ellinger. Either way, I kind of like the Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau, the rookie out of Oregon, he's been a one-man wrecking crew the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Even when he's not getting sacks, he's in the quarterback's face, and he's just demolishing the opposing offensive line. Uh, the Colts lead the league in turnovers with 30 on the season. Now, the Giants don't create turnovers. That's not something they've been doing well, but... Colts, I think, will challenge that part of them. And I think that this is going to be a grinded out game. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a great game. And I think the Giants are going to come out the winner and the defense is going to be a top 12 option as a result. Uh, Flip side, I don't hate the Colts uh, defense against the Giants in this situation. I kind of think it might not be too bad, but uh, I do think they might struggle to stay off, you know, to stay off the field (laughs) because the Colts offense is so bad. So I'd, I'd side with the Giants on that. The next one, Jaguars at Texans, uh, would have been a lock a few weeks ago because Houston, you know, they were strung together like a million weeks in a row where the opposing defense gave up like a top seven. It was like a top seven finish, top three, top one. Uh, But the Texans, they're looking a little better the last couple weeks on offense. They got some gadget plays in there. They're trying really, really hard. Uh, I, so it's not as much of a lock because the Jaguars aren't a good defense. So, uh, if it was a good defense against Houston, I'd be pretty amped up about it, but the Jags are not a good defense. Uh, but still Jags are, are fighting hard for a playoff spot. They just shut down the jets last week. Uh, so they came out with a good, good outcome then. Um, mostly just is just about the matchup. So if you need an option, Texans opponents rattled off a ton of top seven defense special team finishes, like I said. Uh, so I, I think the Jags will get pressure on Davis Bills and cost some turnovers. Uh, finally, the Panthers at the Bucks. Uh, you could talk me into a few other teams here, but I like the Panthers. Uh, the Bucks are reeling, uh, really struggle on the offensive line. Tom Brady has thrown eight of his nine interceptions this season in the last six games, including two interceptions in each of his last three. Uh, the Panthers are opportunistic. Uh, Brian Burns and Frankie Louvu are monsters, and they they get after the quarterback. Jeremy Chin is a wrecking ball on defense. He plays all over the field and makes plays. Um, Panthers been better on defense than perceived. They've held opposing teams to between 10 and 24 points in six straight. They're fighting for a playoff still, remarkably. This is a huge game for this division. Uh, so I think that they'll have a defense-friendly game. They'll run the ball. It'll be low scoring, and I think the turnover potential is high here. So I like the Panthers as well. Uh, not a bad week, not a bad option at all if you want to stream defense if you need to do that. So let's answer one more question, and then let's get going here. Glenn Bartra, uh, let's see here, has a great trio of receivers in Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, rough, rough couple, uh, r- rough week last week for those two. And Michael Pittman, sitting Pittman. Uh, would you start Donovan Peoples-Jones? Would you pick up one of the Giants receivers? Uh, what would you do there, Chris, between those two? Uh, so let's see. Brown's going up against uh, the Commanders. 
And then if you had the choice of picking up any of the Giants receivers, it would probably be Richie James for me because we just watched – oh, man, what what's the name of the outside corner for the Colts from the Patriots that came over for uh, – Stephon Gilmore, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. With a yeah. pit stop in Carolina. <laughs> yes, uh, but he—I mean—he's been shutting down like perimeter, uh, perimeter receivers for a while. We saw—I I mean, it took what three? I mean, just elite throws from Justin Herbert to get Mike Williams involved uh, just last night. So I would go toward if you had to pick any of them. I mean, Darius Slayton primarily plays outside. He's done some slot work, but Richie James would be the best out of that group. Peoples Jones is fine. It's just with the volatility of Deshaun Watson over the past few weeks. I think there were a couple of drop touchdowns against New Orleans were weren't completely his fault. But uh, I think Peoples Jones is fine. It's just how can how will he be able to respond to pressure, which we know that the commanders have been capable of doing. And that's especially with Chase Young being back in the lineup. So I would lean towards Richie James out of Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, but that's just my, my personal preference, uh, just looking at the matchup. Excellent, excellent. And then, uh, Jen, Dallas defense against Tennessee, or would you pick up the the Giants or the Chargers? I like all three of those options personally. Um, what do you think about? Would you make that swap, Jen? I would just stick to Dallas because Tennessee probably has Malik Willis. Back yeah, I was gonna say, I yeah, you got Malik Willis and possibly no. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would definitely. Uh, I'd stay with Dallas. I mean, I okay. think Dallas. Yeah, I would. But like you said, I don't hate. Uh, I don't hate the Giants. Uh, this week either but if if you have like if you have dallas yeah i would just roll with them yeah me too i just stick with dallas and i was wondering uh for my own personal league jen yeah uh, should i pick up any of those streamers over brett maher because if we're talking dallas because I've, I've been i've been holding on to brett maher in a couple leagues for a long time um you know brett maher has been kind of hit or miss but i'm pretty sure that um let me look real quick let me go to my little source here just while we're uh I just, sure. I just figured oh, Tennessee's kind of, kind of stinks. My and, source uh, is just the, uh, the implied team totals and the spreads. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a <laughs> story. <but laughs> you're an ins- like Jen's a, like, hold on. We got breaking news here. No, like, no. I just was like looking NFL at the matchup insider. real quick. Yeah. I mean, listen, Dallas is a 10 and a half point favorite right now. The line has moved that far. Goodness um, gracious. Yeah. Yeah. They're a 10 and a half point favorite and their implied team total is 25 and a half. So yeah, I'd stick with Mar over the, over the uh, Titans. And in fact, yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, makes sense. I mean, I'm not, listen, we're not betting on it. So, I mean, if it's too much, it's too much, but I mean, as far as that's what I look to when I, when I do my kicker stuff. So um, I, yeah, I would stay with Mar Brandon. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate that. Um, listeners, before we go, I want to thank you for a great season. Jen talked about this at the top of the top of the hour. Uh, we have a lot of fun. I love chatting with these two. I'm going to miss you for the next couple months. Uh, it's our last streaming episode of the year, but keep that YouTube subscription handy. Stay subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got plenty of content through the Super Bowl, even if it's not going to be the three of us necessarily. We've got a great team over here, and we'll be back uh, back in the offseason to, to, to talk again, but we're going to take a break and enjoy some football in the meantime. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jen. Love you guys. Sincerely. Uh, always a pleasure. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, listeners. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen Akins NFL, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out and have a good day.